Burton. Hi, Matt. How are you today? I'm super duper. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. So there's this saying in the industry. Well, there's lots of sayings in the industry. Um, buyers are liars. Uh, and the first time I I've always thought that was so mean. And the first time I heard it, I was just like my, you know, my hands went to my hips. They are not. You put down your purse. I put down my purse. Um, but uh, I don't know if it uh, if it came to be like many sayings just because it rhymes, um, you know, and, and so that got us like thinking and, and looking at the, the list of uh, buyer clients over the years and trying to see if, if we could discern some pattern or bring some some tale or, or interesting angle to this uh, idea of buyers or liars. And um, what did we come up with? Well, I don't think. I think buyers are liars is pretty darn harsh, and we... Oh, look at you putting down the darn. <laughs> are you mocking me, Mr. Fuller? I would never. Good. Uh, no, I think it's... Uh, I, I don't think it's an accurate statement. What I think um, buyers are liars rhymes, as you said, but I think a better way to say it and a kinder way to say it is that sometimes buyers don't know what they don't know yet. So they're not lying but they might not know the whole truth yet. Exactly. Is that, that kind of, sort of? Right. I mean, it, it's hard to know what you... Sometimes, you know, first of all, it's hard to know, I think, sometimes what you do or don't want when you don't know your full set of options. Um, or also sometimes when you have come to this with, uh, you know, kind of automatically having eliminated some options or saying, you know, that won't work or, you know, I could never do that or it just isn't my situation. Um, you know, but this idea that they're kind of like, you know, like actively not telling us something, um, you know, sometimes that happens around price, um, you know, which unfortunately, you know, people come to sometimes to the real estate agent relationship with this idea of like, oh, if I tell them everything, they're going to take advantage of me, right? And there are those horror stories out there. True story. Um, you know, but in general, like, our experience has been, you know, like, if, if you're honest with us, you know, it just makes it a whole lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we need, it's not like you need to confess your sins, but we are kind of like, we, the analogy that I've used is, think, <laughs> think of me like your priest. You can tell me whatever you want to tell me and it will never go any further. And, you know, maybe you say, um, I can't even think of an example off the top of my head. But Well, there were those clients that were working with that agent that named that price point. And then, right. right. So these um, clients of ours had been working with a prior, with an agent prior to working with us. And they had parted ways because that agent had told them, <clears throat> that there was no way that they were going to be able to afford anything. And they, at the, um, number, that they at the number, and this was, this was years ago. And I believe the number was somewhere around 500,000, yes. so, something Maybe. like that. Yeah. And, yeah. um, then they came to us, um, and they gave us a very similar number to begin with. And um, we said, you know, you're going to have very limited options. And then they ended up spending, I won't say exactly what, but something. A lot more than that. A lot more than that. And then they have since sold and bought something else with us. And we love them. Not because they've bought and sold property with us, but they're really super duper awesome people. They are 
super duper awesome people. Um, but I also seem to recall that, you know, when they, like anytime somebody has, has come to us and said like, you know, this is what I want to spend, I'm always happy to show them that. Um, oh, totally. You know, and it's, I, I think that's, you know, maybe the, the reason, you know, that builds, you know, some trust there is like, okay, like if, if that's what you want to spend, this is what you get. And, you know, it is what it is. And I, I think one of the, you know, things in San Francisco is no matter what your price point is, buyers have to make some kind of compromise. Like, you don't, I have never seen anyone spend any amount of money and get everything they want. It's true. That, and that's, um, I think you do have to compromise at every price point. I mean, you can buy. Let's uh, prioritize, not compromise. You can, you can spend $10 million on a, on a, co-op flat here and you know buy a whole floor of a building and not have a place to park your car but i guess if you can afford 10 million dollars for a place to live you can you have people who deal with that for you so just just drive around the block all night <laughs> yeah or i'll be ready to go at six yeah. <laughs> um you know, and I, actually one of the things that struck me as we were preparing for this was the, the number of uh, folks who came to us uh, who were generally very spot on. You know, like, like what we sat down in that initial buyer meeting and discussed ended up being very close to, to what they ended up with, uh, not only property pipe-wise, but also often neighborhood-wise. People really do, I mean, sometimes people really do have a really good idea of what they want, and I know I always like to ask people at the the first meeting, hey, have you, have you been, you know, have you, if they're looking for, say, a single family home and they're under, their budget is under, say, a million two. And so we start talking about some of the neighborhoods that are a little bit more off the beaten path, maybe Outer Mission, Mission Terrace, uh, um, some of the others that maybe are not what people would definitely would um, initially put at the top of their list, but that they, um, once they go and explore them, they like them. And that's when earlier when I said people might not know what they don't know, it's um, we live in a very small city and we tend to live within our own specific part of the city. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I've sat down for an initial buyer meeting and I'll say, oh, would you, do you have any familiarity with the sunny side or, uh, Westwood Park or, you know, maybe something out or farther out on the west side of town, people say, no, I've actually never been there. And I, I had clients um, who were looking around the Castro and they had never been farther west than uh, Diamond Street. And really? Yes. Re really? Yep. That's not even that far west. I know. <laughs> They never even made it to the post office. <laughs> no, further, the post office is... It would be west of Diamond. It was between Diamond and Eureka. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, th sometimes people don't venture far from from home which is one of the awesome things about san francisco that that we love uh one of the other um you know things that i thought of uh as we were getting ready for this uh one uh is we had some clients uh can i say the property type on this one i think you can say a property type okay. uh we had some clients that, that sold a, a property with us and you know we're we're leaving the area um but wanted to to kind of keep one foot in the city 
And so they were looking at what their options were, and, and when we began that discussion, uh, you know, said, absolutely positively, you know, never ever in my lifetime will we buy a timeshare. Like, that is the one thing that's absolutely off the table. And I'm like, oh, okay, awesome. Like, you know, there's, I mean, at the time they were, I can think of maybe one building, maybe two uh, in the city. It's just, it's not a common uh, property type here in the city. It's like perfect. So we looked at a lot of other things, you know, in kind of the, the Pieta Terre category. Um, and they were all, I wish I could repeat what this client said, but I just, I can't. Um, we came back to timeshares and they bought a timeshare. And, but calling it a time, I remember when I announced it at the sales meeting, I didn't, um, it was a fractional ownership interest, a fractional ownership interest, which is a timeshare. A fancy one. A fancy one. It was very fancy. It was very pretty. Very pretty, very sparkly. <laughs> I feel like the Bare Naked Lady should sing a song about it. Seriously. So, as we were getting ready for this episode, there were also kind of like personal experiences that each of us had thought of. Um, you know, someone we uh, bought a, a unit building together that, that kind of came up. Uh, you're kind of in one now. You, you had some proceeds from a, a sale. Congratulations. It's always a, a great problem to have. Thank you. And you were thinking that you were totally going to do one thing. Um, but here you are in escrow on something totally different. So why are you psyching your agent out? It's a hobby. Like, like why are you lying to yourself, Britton? I'm not, a, I'm not lying. I'm evolving. Walk me through it. Help explain. Enlighten. No, it's just the husband and I sat down and... Oh, blame it on the husband. <clears throat> no, you know the lady makes the decisions. I'm not saying anything. That's a whole other discussion about who makes the decisions. Yes, it is. Because, um, anyway, yeah. Keep going. So, no, we um, we just we got to talking about what we really, really, really wanted to do. And um, it was not what we had uh, started out thinking we would do. So, and kind of what in what evolved that process for you? I mean, was it was it the property search and seeing what was out there? Was it like personal reflection? Was it a personal experience that helped you reprioritize? Kind of how did that experience come to be? Kind of all of the above because when we came back, we just were we were so lucky. We just took a three week vacation to New Zealand. And when we came back and we said we had said we were really going to get serious about the search when we got back and that trip being away from big cities for three weeks really kind of made us think about, huh, wouldn't it be nice to retire to uh, a quieter place with a slower pace than San Francisco? And of course, we're a million years away from retirement, but we can also... Um, we can also plan. Planning is good. Right. So it was personal you reflection. Ease on into that retirement. What I what I like about this story is that you decided to come back, where you could have perhaps just been like, let's take the proceeds and never come back. We wouldn't. No. When you're our age, they won't let you go there uh, unless you have gazillions of dollars, like Peter Thiel. Well, really? Thiel? Thiel? He's going to New Zealand? He got citizenship. Oh, I thought he was totally Team Trump. He is, but for some reason he got New Zealand citizenship from what I understand. Well, 
All righty then. <laughs> so it was personal reflection, and it was also um, we decided we wanted to look up the coast, and we started Sonoma and Mendocino County, and we were looking inland, and then we really started thinking about, huh, we have an ocean view now. And we really don't want to give that up. That We didn't even realize it was a priority until we started looking. And then we realized, huh, we like this. We don't want to give that up. So it, it, was, it was personal reflection, and it was also looking at what was out there. And um, obviously, we don't have the... We weren't going to go look at 40 properties. We... Uh, we just narrowed it down to a few. Did you realize from the online aspect of your search that the ocean view was important, or was it something that when you actually started spending time on property, you realized was the really key factor? We ended up we ended up liking um, the houses that were coastal. We liked those more, and then it sort of um, it was sort of both. We, so you kind of had, um, the online had kind of helped focus you, you noticed that had, was something they'd all kind of had in common. And then when you were actually there, you're like, yeah, it really is, yeah. is, is a key factor. And then on the, the personal reflection side, you know, I know this just happened to coincide with, with the trip and change of pace. Like if you're in buyer's shoes, is there something you think you can do as a buyer intentionally to kind of like, you know, really reflect on your priorities? or what you want um, as you start a search so that you know you don't go halfway down that path and you're like, whoa. I mean, and it's fine to go halfway down that path and realize you're on the wrong path. It's it's much better to realize that at the halfway point than after you get the keys. Exactly. Um, but you know, do you think there's anything kind of from an intentional standpoint we, we, you could uh, suggest? I think, think, I, I I think it's really important to picture yourself in the property and picture what you like to do in your daily life. And can you, do those, do those match? Do you think that, um, I mean, say you, say you're a jogger, you're a jogger. Um, and you like to take a run several times a week and you just like to run out your front door and go. Right. And, um, can you do that at the property? And of course, you know, we live in the city where you walk out the front door and you are on a street with a sidewalk and you can run pretty much anywhere in this entire city. But think, um, but say you also like to walk to get a coffee um, every day and you don't want to walk 20 minutes to get a coffee because there are parts of San Francisco where you can't walk less than 20 minutes to get a coffee we got some big damn hills in this town. So um, think about the things that you like to do in your daily life. And then what's negotiable? What's, you know, oh, I like to walk to get a coffee, but I don't have to. Or um, I, I like to take my dog to the dog park every day. And I don't like to drive to the dog park. I want to be walking distance. You know, match up what you like to do with your life with the properties as you look at them. So there's the kind of this aspect of property search that is totally promoted. It's called like drive time. It's like if you put in your address where you work, um, they'll tell you how long it's gonna the commute is gonna be each way from you know whatever property you're looking at. And as you're talking about this, I totally want somebody to work with us to make like the coffee time version of that, which is like from your front doorstep to the nearest like you know acceptable San Francisco coffee shop. Uh, how long is that walk, right? I mean and. Yeah. Well, do you remember when we listed that house um, where we were several blocks from a BART station and you put the GoPro on and you walked it? 
I do. And you, um, we put that in the marketing, and and you did the time lapse, and because that's what makes it more commute faster the time lapse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, there was one situation that stood out as we were looking through a uh, past client list, and that was there really was one time where a client had said to us. Uh, for a whole variety of reasons that completely made sense for them. I would never ever buy in this particular property type, so never ever show me anything that is this. And we were like, okay, you know, this is... This check. Is check. Done. And then um, somebody else showed them exactly what, she, what, we, what they had said not to show, and they bought it. And got upset with us for not showing it to them. What you gonna do? Yeah, that was that made me sad. Right. Um, yes. And uh, and then you know we've had a, a few situations. You know, back to that earlier point about neighborhoods where folks were like, I would never ever ever do this neighborhood, and they do that neighborhood, and they love that neighborhood, and they won't leave. Yeah, and there's there's and usually people will say I'm not familiar with it and I'll have to go check it out. But in some cases, we've had people who say, absolutely not, no way, no how, never, uh-uh, don't even show me anything. And then they'll send us something from Real Scout and say, I love this house, I have to see it. And it's smack dab in the middle of the forbidden neighborhood. Exactly. And it's fine. You know, people people change their minds. And there sometimes there are, you know, people say, I want three bedrooms, two bathrooms, um, outdoor space with southern exposure, um, close to a dog park, close to a playground, and I want these two neighborhoods. And then we find it in neighborhood, you know, they want neighborhood A, B, or C, and we find it in neighborhood X, Y, or Z. And I'll go ahead and say, this isn't the neighborhoods you were focusing on, but it's exactly what you're looking for. Take a look, because I would, I'd never forgive myself if it would have worked for you, and I didn't give you the, the opportunity to say no. Oh, I remember back in the years when we had inventory. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> well, you know, I think if we've learned anything, uh, kind of uh, thinking over this one, it is that buyers are not liars. Buyers are most definitely not liars. And, uh, you know, um, there's that cliche in life that it's not the destination, it's the journey. Uh, in real estate, clearly there's a destination. People aren't doing this forever, although we can talk about some of those very long searches. Uh, there is a destination, but there's certainly a journey along the way, too. And it's a learning experience, uh, which is kind of half the fun sometimes. So, it really uh, is. That's that. I think as people get to know the city better, they might discover property types that they hadn't considered before. They might consider neighborhoods um, that they never would have even known about. It's fun. Absolutely. So, you know what else is fun? What? This podcast. It certainly is. So, if you're enjoying it out there in podcast listener land, we hope you will subscribe, regardless of where you found us. If it's in the Apple iTunes store, Google Play, on our website, wherever it might be, subscribe and uh, keep up with us for more fun episodes of Escrow Out Loud. I am Matt Fuller, and this is my business partner, Britton Jackson, from San Francisco. Mm-hmm.